You're traveling through another dimension. A dimension comprised of knowledge, opinions, and entertainment. A journey on a virtual information highway into a wondrous land whose boundaries are more distant than the outer reaches of the Twitter sphere. Your next stop, the Trend Zone. Hey, Dave here with Casey. We're the Football Dudes, and that's the signpost up ahead. Your next stop, the Trend Zone. What's happening, Casey? Oh, baby, I'm ready to get this thing rocking, bruh. <laughs> All right. In today's episode, we'll talk some great Jay Gruden getting the axe, the XFL draft, our survivor picks, fantasy go-backs, and of course, we'll preview some of the biggest games coming up in week six in the NFL, Casey. But as usual, we like to get things started around here with a tasty nug for the people. What you got? Oh, yeah, dude. I got a fat sack this week, bro. <laughs> Through five weeks, th- this season has the most games decided by seven points or less it's over half we're talking up 53 percent these games are coming down to the wire that's including nine games last week bro that is why we love it casey i'm satisfied with that nug but do you have another one to jam in there for the people oh yeah dude i got the dankest nug bro believe it or not home field advantage is usually what everybody talks about in the nfl not Mm -hmm. this year bro road teams are combined 43 34 and one that's the highest winning percent of row teams in the last 36 years. So you just got to handle your biz, dude. Home, away, at night, during the day, prime time, whatever. Just get it done, dude. <laughs> yeah, a little tip for the gambling folks out there, right, Casey? <laughs> That's right. Good luck hitting these games, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Case. We'll get it started with some top trending stories. Uh, there's been a change in Washington. What's your what's your thoughts on this move? Oh, dude, um, I'm shedding tears. Uh, <laughs> Rudin's fire again. Washington actually shedding tears because maybe they'll improve. Bill Callahan's going to be the interim coach there. The uh, the offensive line whisper. Um, Gruden not getting it done. One playoff uh, appearance in five years. Zero playoff uh, victories. And um, the little general up there, Dan Schneider, had apparently had enough. But Dave, as long as he's in charge of that team. I don't think things are going to improve there. So um, obviously Haskins not ready. And I think Gruden saying he didn't want to draft this guy was a big um, help in getting him. heave hoed out of Washington, D.C. But his brother, John, still employed, says, join the club, bro. He's been there. Yeah, no doubt about it. I do think that, yeah, that was his last uh, volley against the the owner there who clearly kind of forced the Haskins pick on him. Uh, to just release that information really, obviously, so, sort of sealed his fate, I think, at that point. Don't you think? Yeah, oh, definitely. And uh, that's like the eighth or ninth head coach um, change while um, Schneider's been there. But, Dave, yeah. there might be a, an opportunity waiting for the, uh, the other Gruden brother there. Because, dude, the XFL announced yeah. on Monday that the draft is going to take place next week on Tuesday and Wednesday and the league has eight teams. They're all going to have 71 players. But it's very interesting the way they're attacking this thing. And I have to say, I'm intrigued. Yeah, I, I, I must say as well. Good uh, good news that there's more football coming. But snake draft, uh, fantasy people will be uh, thrilled to find out that it's snake draft. Each of these phases, there's five phases. Each of the phases will have a different draft order, and it's a snake draft. The first phase, it's each one of them, each of the first four, your, each team picks 10 players. So phase one is just skill positions. Phase two, just offensive linemen. Phase three, defensive front seven. Phase four, defensive backfield. And then phase five, 
Each team will draft 30 players and you can draft any position you like. So this is a real nice way, I think, of making sure that each team drafts in such a way that they have a pretty good depth of talent at all of the positions. It's pretty interesting, man. Yeah, and it's really hard to get interest towards anything else during the NFL season, but the XFL has managed to do that, and they're going to announce this Friday on XFL.com the available players. I know I'm going to get over there and take a look, dude. No doubt about it. You know, I'm sure there's going to be a couple of names that pop out at you and that really pique your interest. So very interesting news. XFL round the corner. All right, man. Let's get it going. It's the Survivor Three Strikes Pool, Casey. Everybody's in one of these nowadays, right? Um, how did you do this weekend, sir? Dave, uh, as it goes for me, I hit a week, lose a week, hit a week, lose a week. I'm down to my single strike. I was hoping to get it last week when I jumped on the Philly bandwagon, but alas, they ended up cruising over those stupid jets, so I'm alive for one more week. But Dave, I see you have a flesh wound, brah. <laughs> yeah, it's actually fatal in our single uh, elimination tournament. Oh! The big black one. But in the three strikes one, which is much more forgiving, I took my first strike. <laughs> it was my beloved Kansas City Chiefs, and I say that uh, with absolutely no honesty at all. But I uh, I can't, can't believe it. The, fi- the one time that I kind of wanted the Chiefs to win, they didn't take care of business. They lose to Indianapolis uh, in a tough game uh, there. Tight game. Really good game for the for the, for the the Colts. Uh, but, yeah, I took my first loss, man. Big time yeah. bummer. Yeah, you had a bunch of uh, company there because that was the most incor- uh, popular incorrect pick. Yeah. Most popular pick was the Eagles over the Jets. And yep. moving into week six, the most popular pick is the Baltimore Ravens over the Cincinnati Bengals. Very interesting. It's going to be a tough week for uh, Survivor, I think. Casey, the fantasy go-back starts of the week. This is where we go back in time and we reinvent what our lineup should have been. Do you have anything that would have boosted your score this week? Well, Dave, in our league, the headline here says the Cookie Monster beats off the Foul Boys, which is weird. Oh, I'm sorry. It said beats the pants off the Foul Boys. I don't know. If you call a 99-point deficit a beating the pants off of, but I did get shellacked by the Cookie Monsters. However, in my other league, had I pulled Will Fuller off the bench and his 53.7 points and switched out my Chiefs D for the Niners, I would have won. But Dave, I got blasted, lost both. My fantasy season is trending down, but I'm going to stay in there and fight. What about you, bro? Yeah, I win one, lose one. each week, Casey. This week, I it was my lose one week uh, to the Dickman Soreholes. But um, in my other league, I share your pain as I also had Will Fuller on the bench <laughs> in that league. Uh, unfortunately, I selected Geronimo Allison, who um, got just about 40 points less um, in your standard no PPR league. Um, so yeah, I did, however, come away with the win. So uh, it just would have made my score ridiculously sick. But that did not happen, alas. But uh, man, Will Fuller will be in next week. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, point three coming at you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Casey, we got some awesome real action this week in the NFL week six. It's kind of packed with some good, good football. What do you got? Now let's get it started with a little oi oi London column, baby. And this is the sweetness. That early time uh, slot, West Coasters, set that alarm for 6.30 because we're getting started with Carolina Panthers at the Tampa Bay Hotspurs in London. (laughs) 
the Panthers are two and a half point favorites on the road. But we're yeah. just talking about this game because it's extra football. Yeah, just that early time slide. Don't want to sleep in and then wake up and find out that you missed all the good action in London, baby. Let's get it started with the games we're going to talk about, Casey. It is the Seattle Seahawks at the Cleveland Browns. Browns at home, favored by two in this one. Hmm. Well, that's crazy. I would put all my money on the Seattle Seahawks. And you want to know why? Because they got an early uh, MVP candidate. You might know him by the name of Russell Wilson, dude, uh, versus Rams last Thursday night. Uh, just 151.8 passer rating, the second high of, of his career. And he improved to the best in the league at 126.3. Um, he's also leading the league in completion percentage. And he's rocking 12 TDs to zero interceptions. That's why those Seahawks are sitting there at 4-1. and one. And yeah. he's the first quarterback in the Super Bowl era to have 1,400 passing yards, 12 touchdowns without an interception through five games, man. Dangerous Dang. is exactly that, dude. He is balling. He's got a little Chris Carson there to hand it off to. But the big reason those past TDs are happening is Will Disley. Disley, Disley, dude. This cat's only got 31 nice. catches, but six of them are for touchdowns. And then you flip it over. It's not the Legion of Boom anymore, but they did bring over Jadavian Clowney. And in two games, two turnovers, one for a touchdown. Um, Seattle's looking in the right direction, man. A lot of talent on that team. And uh, that's bad news for the Brownies, I think. I think it is. In case you have this uh, news break update, which is that the, after the Cleveland Browns took the shellacking they did um, in the most recent game there, they actually tilted the... Uh, this, the line over to Seattle by a point and a half. So Seattle currently favored by a point and a half after Cleveland absolutely got their butts handed to them last week. Uh, just an absolute shellacking at San Francisco, 31-3, to where Baker Mayfield again struggled, Casey, and he struggled a lot this season with four touchdowns and just uh, and eight interceptions on the Ooh. season. Not good. A couple weeks ago, Nick Chubb really got it going with a huge game, including that huge run. Um, but generally speaking, this offense hasn't been what we thought it would be when we looked at it on paper at the beginning uh, of the season. And essentially, you know, you've got a ton of talent. It just hasn't really clicked a lot, maybe on uh, Freddie Kitchen's shoulders at this yeah. point, trying to be a first-time head coach when at this point last year um, he was a running backs coach, uh, you know, handling four guys versus handling – uh, 53-man roster, hugely different scenario. And then you really look at this Browns team. They got completely clobbered in week one against Tennessee as well. They beat the Jets and they beat the Ravens. I'm still not sold on the Ravens squad. Uh, they've only beat up on a couple of crappy teams, in my opinion, as well. Um, so who knows how good this Browns team can be, but right now they're not very good. And when you also look at the Browns defensively, dude, they're one of the worst run defenses in the league, yeah, as we saw when they got run all over by the 49ers last week. And guess who they're playing? Oh, the team in the league that likes to run the most in the Seattle Seahawks. They will jam it down your throat. So that's a strength on weakness here. It's not a good matchup for the Browns. So we'll see how they do. Yeah, lots of drops, lots of penalties on a Monday night. Um, Freddie Kitchens looks like he's in over his head at this point. But uh yep. We'll see what happens on Sunday. All right, moving it yep. forward, dude. We got the Houston Texans at the Kansas City Chiefs, and the Chiefs are five-point favorites at home. Yeah, I'll tell you what. <laughs> this Texans team coming off an absolutely awesome performance where they destroyed Atlanta 53-32. to 
And Deshaun Watson looked unbelievable in this game. On the season, unbelievable with uh, 11 touchdowns and just one pick, a 115.9 rating on the season for Deshaun Watson. And last week, Everybody had some fun, man, especially Will Fuller, as we previously mentioned, picking up a ton of uh, touchdowns there, uh, two touchdowns, as well as um, Darren Fells with two touchdowns in that game. Uh, just a ton of offense. These guys can bring it. Obviously, we've known the Texans uh, have a strong defensively uh, defensive team. They've got a lot of talent all over their place on that defensive side, but really putting together a very impressive uh, performance so far this season for Deshaun Watson. He's really seemingly finding his own. And, you know, if, if this is going to be one of the premier games this weekend, dude. Yeah, I want to find out how the Chiefs respond to that first loss. You know, Pat Mahomes really banged up. He's got that gimpy ankle. That's bad yeah. news with J.J. Watt coming to town, but he's still leading the league over 1,800 passing yards and not an interception. You say no Tyreek Hill, no Sammy Watkins, no problem, Dave, because Mahomes got the fever for the flavor, bro. Byron Pringle, dude, the fourth chief receiver this year to have a 100-yard receiving game. So it's just whatever. He'll put anybody in there. Now you flip it over to this Chiefs defense. The honey badger, Tyron Matthew, got his first pick as a chief last week. And it was actually the defense that kept the Chiefs in this game. Just one touchdown for five trips into the red zone for the Colts, man. That was impressive because they were really scoring when they got into the red zone. But, Dave, the Chiefs could not stop the run when they needed to. Colts went for 180 on the day, and that, how do you stop Mahomes? You out-time a possession them, dude. 37-15 to 22-45. That's why the Chiefs couldn't get it done. They're going to look to bounce back against these Texans on Sunday, bro. No doubt. That's going to be a great football game. All right, up next, Casey, another great football game as the Philadelphia Eagles cruise to Minnesota to play on the Vikings uh vikings at home favored by three in this one what you got yeah dude how uh how the times have changed man philly started one and two now they're sitting at three and two tied for first place in the nfc east yeah talked about him a couple weeks ago jordan howard dude stabilizing that run game averaging almost five yards a carry he's already got four tds on the year but dude they did it last week against those jets with defense bro 10 sacks and two Ooh. defensive touchdowns um, they're licking their chops against that Kirk Cousins that likes to throw those interceptions. So yeah. um, the Eagles look like they're coming into form, but this is a tough place to play on the road in Minnesota. No doubt about it. But you spoke of Cousins. He's actually only got two picks on the year. He's got. He's taken it a lot of It just feels flat. like more. Yeah, he's taken a lot of <laughs> flack for the bad decisions and the timing of those interceptions, dude. But he's actually not been playing as horrible when you look at the statistics. And when you look at last week, 22 of 27, 81.5%. He had two touchdowns and no picks in that game. A really nice performance. It really helps, though, when your defense is playing exceptionally well, like the Vikings' defense is. And then when you're running back, Dalvin Cook is just blowing up, dude. Last week, 218 yards from scrimmage, uh, just getting it done. It was also Adam Thielen calling out um, the quarterback Cousins on the radio there, and Cousins sort of apologizing. Well, he got it. He got his way last week. It was Thielen, Thielen for uh, seven catches, 130 yards, and two touchdowns. So he really got hit, it going there too. Stephon Diggs was big the last time these two teams played with 10 catches in that meeting. So um, obviously we know what the Vikings are defensively. If Kirk Cousins can be anywhere near the $84 million man, then they've got a chance in this one. 
All right, Dave, an epic game, bro. NFC West, we got the undefeated, the NFC's lone undefeated team, San Francisco 49ers at our Los Angeles Rams, but the Rams are favored by four at home. Yeah, I'll tell you what, man, um, this is a heck of a matchup. This is kind of the the uh, 49ers that we were um, sort of expecting to see last year. And they, yeah. uh, with all the injuries at running back and quarterback, et cetera, it was obvious. They just, uh, it was a year too soon for them right there. But this is really, really looking good. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo playing uh, very well. Matt, Matt Breida and um, Tevin Coleman exploding onto the scene last night. Wow. Uh, yeah. You know, obviously it was kind of, they were just beating down the Browns at that point. But Breida, 129 yards and two touchdowns in that game. And then 97 yards and a touchdown for Tevin Coleman. I mean, Wow, that is a nice one-two punch right there. So, and now you know, even Kittle kind of started off the season a little bit sluggishly, uh, but he had six catches last week as well. So, uh, starting to get on track and getting it done here. This San Francisco offense, the defense has got a ton of talent. We saw Nick po- Nick Bosa really get it going and plant his flag uh, into the ground there. Um, after an, it was an imaginary flag, Dave. <laughs> it was a multiple sack flag there, Casey. I'll tell you what, though, um, it'll be interesting to see because this is a, a really a, a good test for this team. They've kind of beaten up on some of the teams that are have been a little shaky with Tampa Bay, uh, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, uh, and Cleveland on their list of teams that they've beaten. This Rams team has been good for a number of years now. We'll see this, is, and this is divisional. So this is going to be big. Yeah, dude. Uh, the you know, like most of the league, I don't really know who a lot of these teams are yet because yeah. the different performances week to week. So I, I'm asking myself, who are these Rams? Man, they've lost two heartbreakers, a game in Seattle that they really should have won, but I can't ignore them giving up 55 points to the Bucks at home, dude. Oof. Yeah, it's just they're all over the place right now, and Goff has been hit or miss. Might not have Brandon Cooks in this one. He left last week uh, with a concussion, but he does have Cooper Cup, and he's been outstanding. And lately, awesome. they've been getting a ton of production out of both tight ends, Higby and Everett. So he's got the weapons there. And to me, it looks like Todd Gurley is regaining his form, dude. We have to see how the knee holds up as the season progresses. But two TDs up there in Seattle on Thursday night. They had a little extra time to rest for this thing. But also a question with these Rams, has the league caught up to that Wade Phillips defense? We've seen this before. The defense comes out first couple seasons. It's great. And uh, everybody kind of catches up to it, dude. They have the best player on the planet with Aaron Donald, and he's been great. But it's not been enough for that Rams defense, dude. This game is huge. It's a divisional game. And with a loss here, the Rams are probably looking at wild card, if anything, dude. They'll be sitting at 3-3 three and three with a 5-0 and oh uh, Niners team in front of them, and most likely a five and one Seattle team. So, dude, it's all like I want to uh, channel my inner triumph there, even though they're from Canada, bro. They got to lay it on the line. <laughs> the truth would be just fine. Casey, up next, it'll be the uh, the uh, Sunday night football game, and this game is a game that the Steelers probably at the beginning of the year circled on their calendar as a revenge game, as the Chargers. Uh, came back last year late in the season against the Steelers in Pittsburgh. Chargers were losing 23-7, found a way to win that game 33-3. This one, though, is Pittsburgh at the Chargers. Chargers at home with a six-and-a-half point as six-and-a-half point favorites. Casey, explain. Wow, dude, because it's been an awful start to the season for these Steelers. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh, but 
Yeah. It's been absolutely atrocious already on their third QB, and it doesn't look like Mason Rudolph's going to be back this week. And that's kind of a bummer because it looked like he was starting to get more comfortable getting this offense to move a little bit. So mm-hmm. it's going to be, you know, the household name of Devlin Hodges, the rookie out of Samford, not Stanford, Dave, no. Samford. Yes. So, um, yeah, uh, they've been breaking back there i expect to see even more of this because this guy threw for 98 yards last week but that being said they were still in that football game but dave the stillers are going to have to do this the old-fashioned way and that's lean on that steel curtain and they did a great job against the ravens last week they sacked lamar jackson five times who's almost as mobile and fast as philip rivers but (laughs) not quite but they're definitely going to have to get some points out of that defense if they expect to win this game but it's going to feel like a home game for the Steelers. Yeah. So at least they have that going for them, I guess. Yeah. Well, uh, obviously I mentioned the last time these teams played um, and the chargers at home, like you mentioned, their, their home field advantage stinks last week at home. They were, there was about 80% Denver fans and the chargers played like they were in Denver, not in Los Angeles. And the Broncos ran all over them. It was, I was awful. saying boo earns Dave. I wasn't <laughs> booing. I was saying boo earns. Uh, I think the Charger fans that were there were probably booing pretty consider- considerably because the Chargers put on an absolutely horrific performance, and they just uh, they just it was pitiful. But let's talk about the bigger picture. This Charger team uh, has featured Austin Eckler this year as their primary back because of the holdout to Mar- Mel- of Melvin Gordon. Melvin came back last week, and he sort of maybe almost threw a little bit of a monkey wrench in the in, in the offensive rotation. Uh, they needed him because Justin Jackson uh, was injured. So, uh, but I think it just kind of threw him a little bit off kilter. Um, Keenan Allen is on his way to a phenomenal season as he was last year. Um, it, the problem is Phil- phenomenal, phenomenal. Philip Rivers has had a, a really fine season, except for critical mistakes at the wrong time that have been really, really costly on the defensive side of the football. The Chargers are incredibly back, both sides, incredibly banged up, but in particular uh, in the secondary there, maybe that doesn't burn them this week against a rookie quarterback, but they were really awful against Joe Flacco and the Broncos last week. Uh, it really showed that they just don't have the personnel. Um, so uh, this will this will be a tough tough game obviously with the Steelers coming to town and getting the home field advantage but uh the Chargers obviously have the huge advantage that they're facing a rookie quarterback all right Casey give us this last action here yeah Dave uh the uh Monday night slate's been getting the the crappy end of the stick with these matchups but we're getting a winner here baby it's the Detroit Lions at the Green Bay Packers and the Packers are five point favorites at home Let's talk about this surprising Lions team. Um, you know, actually, the, they let that 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 game get away in the first week. Um, otherwise, they should really be three and one. I'm really surprised they let that get away. But they've played exceptionally well, I think, this year. Um, Stafford having a really good season, nine t- uh, touchdowns and just two interceptions on Stafford's season. One of the biggest things with this team is that Carryon Johnson has given them a consistent running game. He's not. He doesn't have a great yards per average, but um, he's really getting it done. It was 157 yards uh, last week, well, in week four in their last game. Um, and he's been playing really well, obviously. And uh, Kenny Galladay, another, uh, also a huge game uh, in that last game where they fell short to the Chiefs 
Um, but I don't think anyone really expected them to beat the Chiefs, and they really should have, except they let that uh, that turnover happen, and it was a hundred yard return for the for the Chiefs defense. So when I look at this, I think you know what this Lions team is surprisingly a pretty dang good football team. Yeah, Dave, Green Bay is the best team in the NFC. You might say it's the Niners, the Saints, or the Eagles, but I'll say you're stupid, and I have a microphone, so send all complaints to the Football Dudes LA at gmail.com. <laughs> See, Dave, the, that's right. See, the thing is, Rodgers can have a crappy game, but he's yeah. always his best when it matters the most. We saw time and time again last week, not only avoiding the sack, but turning that play into positive yards, a little flip or a run or whatever it takes, he turns a negative into a positive. Totally. And another positive that he should turn to is they're probably getting Devontae Adams back. And that's bad news for the Lions because Rodgers beat the Cowboys last week, only hitting his wide receivers um, three times, dude. Wow. Allison and Scantling, only three catches between them. So he was doing it a myriad of other ways. And there's also that guy, Aaron Jones, who ran all over that Cowboys defense. The only thing that stopped him was the back of the end zone, Dave, which he found four times last week. So Detroit's going to want to try to shut that run game down. But this year, weird enough, it's been all about that Packers defense. They picked Dak three times last week and held Zeke to 62 yards. The team has 15 sacks on the year already with the Smith brothers, Preston and Zedarius. Throw in seven interceptions, Dave, and that equals four and one and first place in the NFC North. Um, the Lions have struggled in Lambeau, so we'll see what happens on Monday night. I'm rooting for the Kitty Cats, though. <laughs> yeah, that division has become exceptionally, exceptionally tight and competitive. Very exciting. Well, there's a boatload of killer football games going on this weekend, Casey. I'm sure that the people will enjoy them all. So many ways you can enjoy the football dudes. We're available on TuneIn Radio and Spotify, as well as Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. Don't forget, subscribe on YouTube and like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter or just go to footballdudes.com and it's all there for your listening pleasure. That's going to do it. He's Casey. I'm Dave. We are out of here.